Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. This is Patty, your host, and today I want to talk to you about getting signs. You know, getting how to get signs. Is this a sign? How do I ask for a sign from the universe? These are really common questions we get in the receiving school. It's something we work on, how to receive guidance from the universe, from source, your loved ones, guides, angels. And there's a piece of the puzzle that I think gets overlooked a lot of times, which is that your brain is set up to block signs. And that's a big reason why if you've been trying to get a sign and you aren't sure if you have a sign or what is going on, why you're so unclear or you're not seeing signs at all, the reality is that you're getting signs all the time. In fact, what I really try and drive home the point of with with all of our community is to understand that we get signs daily. We get signs hourly. In fact, it's the abundance of signs that is part of the reason why we doubt them so much, right? Because if we had one sign a year, it might be easier to believe in, but really we're getting signs all day long. But yes, you are. Because you know why? Your loved ones that are on the other side, your guides, your angels, source, whatever word you use for your higher power, they're in constant relationship with you. They're not showing up when you're desperate and on your knees. They'll be there in those times too, but they are there all day, every day for you. They love you. They are in relationship with you. So they want to be communicating with you and they're communicating you through thoughts and feelings and signs. And signs has a particular language about it. And it you do need to start to understand the language. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But what you do need to understand as well is that when you think, was that really a sign or was that just in my head? What's happening is, yes, it was a sign. And I'll tell you exactly how to know it was a sign. But what's happening in that moment is that your brain feels unsafe. So the part of your brain that censors signs, essentially, really needs to feel like it's in control. It wants to know that it's safe. And so it's going to do everything in its power to take control and stay in control. And so if you have, quote unquote, signs coming in from some unseen force that you can't touch and that you can't, you know, see with your physical eyes or you can't hear with your actual human ears, the human brain is not going to feel good about that. <laughs> because that's not something it can make sense of, right? And what it can't make sense of, it feels uncomfortable with, it feels unsafe with. And so, you know, if you start paying attention to signs, you know, until you get used to them and you start laying them on at a regular basis and you train your brain to understand that they're safe, 
But until you get to that point, it's going to try and get you to doubt them because that's your brain's mechanism to keep you from relying on this other force. So this is a very ego-driven process, right? The ego likes to to think that it is an individual, right? It the ego's job is to make us feel like we are, you know, I am me, you are you. We're all separate, right? And so then to even like bring in forces from the other side of the veil helping us, that just that just blows the ego up for the most part. So what's happening with your brain is that it's trying to keep you safe. And so there's a few mechanisms you can use to allow yourself to create an environment of safety for your brain so it lets in those signs. So the first is just understanding, you know, that there's different kinds of signs and knowing that they can come from different ways. So, you know, just from a real high level, the kinds of signs fall into three categories. There are the general signs. Those are signs that, you know, if I got them or you got them, they basically mean the same thing, right? So, you know, if a, you know, a sign that many of us often get is in the form of an animal, an animal embodying the spirit of that animal here to give us a message. And so typically each individual animal embodies certain behaviors and energies and represents, you know, certain aspects of planetary energy and holds space as that, you know, spirit friend. So if, you know, a fox crosses my path or a fox crosses your path, although there might be some nuance to it, it's probably there to give us a fairly similar message. So those are general signs. They kind of go across the board. You know, we get 1111 on the clock. It generally means the same for all of us. We talked about that when Julianne was on the podcast um, towards the beginning of the year. So those are general signs. Then there's specific signs. So those are signs that are specific to each of us individually because of our life experiences, or they might be specific to the person talking to you. So if it's like your grandmother that passed over, crossed over, and she made the best meatloaf, and you know, you were trying to think, you know, missing her and just thinking, is she there? You know, and and asking her, just send me a sign that you're close. And all of a sudden the commercial comes on for meatloaf. That's you know, a sign that's specific to you or to her and and your relationship. And then there's, you know, very nuanced signs where we specifically ask for something kind of kooky so that we know that that sign, you know, means what we need it to mean. So in that case, the sign we're looking for doesn't necessarily have meaning to us other than we chose it. And then those chosen signs are usually unique to a problem. So it might look like, you know, hey, if I'm supposed to take this job, let me see a dancing unicorn floating on a cloud, right? It's not that dancing unicorns floating on a cloud mean anything to you, but it feels unusual enough that if you saw it, you would be for certain knowing that you had gotten your answer. Now, um, as an aside, because people ask me, is there, you know, a right way to ask for signs? There isn't. Just asking for a sign is enough. You don't, you can ask it by crying. You can ask it by thinking it. You can ask it by saying please. You can ask it without saying please. There's lots of ways to ask for signs in terms of the words or the, the function you use. You can write it down, you know, Some certain spiritual teachers have made a lot of money putting a lot of specifics around how to ask for signs. And I have not found that those specifics are necessary. 
there is one rule that I do see some people um, need to understand to actually work with signs properly. And that is, they'll say, and you might've done this, if I'm supposed to take the job, let me see a you know, dancing unicorn floating on a cloud. If I'm supposed to turn the job down, let me see a tractor, a purple tractor being driven by a cow. (laughs) That's going a little bit too far, I find. It's not that it won't work, but here's where it gets tricky and where the way your brain works is, and it's important to understand, is that if your brain thinks it's better for you to take the job, right? It thinks that's the safe option. It's a nice job. It's got a paycheck. Well, then your brain might filter out that purple tractor with the cow, right? Because it doesn't actually want you to get that answer. So I find that it's not good to ask for two signs that mean two different things. It's just stick with one of the answers you want. And so if it's you want to know whether you should get the job, then just Focus on either this sign means that I should or this sign means that I shouldn't, but don't ask for both. So, and that's really just a structural thing because of the way your brain is, you know, built to kind of filter out certain things. So I said, I talked to you about different ways to get your brain to get on board. So the first is when you ask for a sign, the typical energy people will go into that process with once they've asked is to be looking for it. So when you're looking for a sign or you're judging is the sign here yet or you're wondering is the sign here yet, what you've done is you've given your brain a lot of bandwidth to be in engagement with that process, which allows it to filter out signs because you've opened up the option for it to say, nope, that sign is not here. And so the shift that you can make is to, once you've asked for the sign, tell yourself, okay, now I'm just waiting for it to come. You're moving out of the, is it going to come? Like if it comes to it's coming, I just got to wait. I'm not looking for it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting for it to show up. And that waiting attitude programs your brain differently to kind of let go of the challenge, right? Because waiting is not something a brain has to get involved in, at least not your logical thinking brain, the part that likes to filter out those signs. So that's one big shift you can make that'll really help you start to receive your signs more completely. And the other piece of the puzzle that can really help is to educate it on how signs come, to educate it on the language. So I just went through briefly what the three categories are, that there's these general signs, that there's these specific signs to you or the person that you're hoping will communicate with you, and then there's these chosen signs. I have found that for real, like people whose brains really filter out signs, that sticking with general signs are really helpful, even if you're going to ask for them. So to ask for a cardinal or ask for a dime or any of these things. And the reason is that there's a lot of proof out there that these signs are real, like that they're actual signs. So you could Google dimes from heaven or pennies from heaven, and you're going to see tons and tons of stories of people who have gotten a dime as a sign or have gotten a penny as a sign. I also have something that you can download, and it's the 10 most common ways that we get signs. It's a just a quick PDF 
to cheat sheet. And you can go to pattylennon.com forward slash signs to get that. That's another great one. So basically, you're going to read down them and you're going to see that these are things that you've probably seen yourself. But what happens is when your brain sees it in writing, when it sees it as a guide, when it sees it as a checklist, it's like, oh, this is real. It's almost like we've come to doubt the news. But if you went back a generation, if something was on the news or you read it in the paper, People really believe that. A lot of people, unfortunately, still do. We've learned that's not exactly accurate. But our brain trusts things that it can read, that it can, that it can see, that it can touch. So these are two ways to actually reprogram your brain to believe in signs. And why this is so important is that that you know, feeling you've had where you're like, is that a sign? Can I trust that sign? It's not because it might not be a sign. I can tell you it's a sign. It's that your brain is really trying to keep you in doubt. And so the work isn't for you to get better at seeing signs. It's for you to manage your brain better and make it feel safer at getting signs. So hopefully that 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 difference is really helpful in um, making sense of this for you. And I did tell you I was going to explain how to know if a sign is a sign. And there's really just one way, and it's the feeling you get. So, you know, you can see a penny on the ground, and you're not going to have any feeling. And then a different day, you see a penny on the ground, and you just feel something, right? And that feeling is proof that it's a sign. It's that little jolt of energy that says, oh, my goodness, right? And here's why. Those signs are communications from beings that love you, from, you know, whether your word source or God or the universe, that higher power loves you. Your loved ones that have crossed over love you. The reason they're giving you signs is because they love you. They want to help you. They want to support you. And just like if someone you love looked at you and said, you're beautiful. The way that would feel versus someone you don't know and you don't even know if they're telling you the truth saying, oh, you're beautiful, right? You're going to have a different feeling about that. Same thing if someone that you really care about says, oh, I'm really glad you're here versus a stranger saying, hey, I'm really glad you just walked into the coffee shop, right? You're going to have two very different feelings about the same words. And the reason is because of the feeling state that's actually being exchanged between you and the other person. So signs are the language that the other side of the veil uses, or one of the languages the other side of the veil uses to talk to us. And we know that they're talking to us based on the way we feel. And so that's the only thing you need to know is when you get that little feeling like, ooh, this might be a sign or oh, you know, you just get that sort of warm feeling or that jolt of energy in the center of your body or somewhere inside you, that is your proof that something is a sign. So I hope that that helps. I do want to tell you some quick stories of signs that have come into both my life and, you know, some of my clients' lives that I think will help also drive home this point. Just hearing stories actually helps your brain get on board. So we're we're doing lots of things right now. I'm trying to entertain you. We are trying to reprogram your brain to feel safe with signs. And so here's well, one of the first ones and my one of my favorite sign stories is from my mom. And so 
after my mom crossed over, I was able to to talk to her. You know, I had those gifts and here are the answers, but there is a different experience when you have something show up in your reality. You know, even though I can talk to the other side, I still, you know, I've still booked a couple of sessions with mediums to be able to talk to my mom and dad, because when their words are coming out of another human's mouth, they actually make me feel even better. Right. So even though I can talk to my mom, I like when my mom and my dad send me signs because it's something physical that shows up and there's just a juicier feeling about that. It was a couple of years after my mom passed and we had bought our our house that we live in now and it was our forever home and I was so excited to be living there but also feeling that my mom didn't get to see us in this house like feeling that that absence you know that loss and I think there was a couple of things going on that you know I could just I just really wanted my mom closer at the time and she um you know, I could feel her, but it wasn't the same, right? And I didn't really even ask for a sign specifically. The desire for my mom to communicate was just there in my heart. And that's what I want you to understand is, you know, the other side, they feel our needs, right? They, you know, all of this idea that we have to ask for things a certain way, it's really kind of silly because, you know, they're beyond time and space. (laughs) <laughs> and I and for the most part, language. I mean, language strengthens our vibration around asks on this plane, but it's not required for them to understand what we need. So anyway, I just really wanted her to show up. And I was sitting outside and all of a sudden something caught my eye. And when I looked closer, I realized that there were daisies popping up all along our property line where there had not been daisies there before. I mean, there were pictures of the property before we had owned it. I double checked with a couple of neighbors, like, you know, were these here before they, and they weren't like in a planted, you know, a planting area where there were already flowers planted. These were just popping up everywhere all along the property line. And daisies were my mom's favorite flower. And so you know, my mom found a way to bring those daisies into my life. And the warmth that surrounded me when those popped up was just so amazing. And I could just feel that she was so close. Now, daisies grow in my town. I live in Connecticut. There's daisies everywhere. I could have made up a whole explanation on how daisy seeds fly through the air and fell on the ground and all of that good stuff. And of course, probably all of that is true. I mean, the daisies got there somehow, but it was my mom that made it happen. So daisies became, you know, a very specific sign between my mom and I, and they used to show up all the time. And then there was a period of time where things were particularly difficult. I don't remember exactly what was going on at the time, but there were a lot of moving pieces in our lives. There was something happening with a person that I won't share the story with that I love deeply and they were in crisis and it was really hard. And it was someone that was, you know, in my mom and dad's life. And I was, and at this point they had all both crossed over and I was like, where are you guys? Like, I feel so alone and you guys have not shown up. I cannot feel you and you need to bring it. Like you need to show me a sign. 
And by the way, the sign my dad often sends me is a shamrock. And so I had driven to the cemetery um, and was talking to them and telling them this. I'm saying, you guys, you need to do better than this. I'm, I'm very disappointed in both of you. I need to feel you closer. This person needs to feel you closer. Show up. And something in me said, look down. I, I was at their, I think I was at their gravestone or I was walking towards it. And I looked down and everywhere there were shamrocks. There were shamrocks everywhere. I'd been walking on them and I didn't even notice, right? So that was my dad's sign. So I left that cemetery and I was driving to the gym and I was laughing and I'm like, well, mom, dad's only been on the other side for probably at that point, like six months (laughs) or a year. You know, you've been there for a lot longer. You should have been way better at getting me a sign than he was. And so I get to the gym and I get out of the car and I go in the gym and I come out And right by my car is a cup. Now, people in this gym, this was a large gym parking lot. People leave garbage, you know, they do stuff. And I don't know what made me go look closely at the cup, but I did. And it was like a logoed cup. And on it, the logo was a daisy. And so that's how quickly they were able to respond. And I think when you're asking Just know you can ask in any way. You don't even have to say the words. But when you need it and you're like, look, I need the sign. I need it quickly. Just understand they can hear that as well. And they can respond to that as well. So it is okay to put some urgency in it. That being said, that just because you you can ask for for the sign with urgency, they will respond. But that doesn't mean you're going to actually see it. And so... Similar to my story, my brother likes to ask for signs. And so he had asked my father for a sign right after my father passed. And he told me he had, but he wasn't going to tell me what the sign was because if somehow I made it show up, it wouldn't feel as substantial. So he didn't want to tell anyone what the sign was that he asked for. So it was a few months after my dad passed and I took my daughter up to visit my brother. She was going to hang out with him for a weekend. And we were walking along the street and, oh, well, I'll pass actually that part of the story. So a day passes and he's like, you're not going to believe it. Your daughter's the one who ended up getting me my sign. And I said, oh my God, that's amazing. And he sent me the picture and he said, you know, my sign was I asked dad to have someone give me flowers and give the flowers to me, you know, and, and tell me they were for me. And so he had been walking around, he lives in Boston, he had been walking around Boston with my daughter, and they had been looking at uh, graffiti artwork, and there was a building with a full bouquet of flowers on the side of it, and my daughter had turned to him and said, look, Uncle Jimmy, they're giving you flowers. And so because it was those words, he felt that sign. Now, I was confident my dad had managed to get him those flowers prior to that already, and I had proof of it. And I said, Jim, don't you remember what we were doing yesterday? So we had been walking along the road and I don't even know what possessed me to do this, but we passed a florist and I went into the flower shop, got a bouquet of flowers and I handed it to him. And I said, here, you know, to brighten up the condo, his condo. So I had just given him flowers the day before and he totally missed it. And I'm confident that flowers were given to him in many different forms prior to that. But 
maybe it was having my daughter close and like someone who has a little more, you know, connection to the magic and the mysticism of the world opened him up to seeing it. But I knew for a fact there had at least been one other case and it had been the day before where those flowers had been delivered to him, but you know, he missed it. So, so often we're missing it. And I have one more story like this that will kind of dictate sort of the same message. So another one of my clients, I'll call her Susan. So Susan, you know, wanted to sign. She just felt very alone. She was going through a difficult situation. And, you know, she had said she to me, she was like, well, I keep asking for a sign, but it's not coming. And I said, well, maybe it's coming and you don't realize it's a sign. Why don't you ask for something specific? So sometimes we just ask for a sign, but we don't say what the sign needs to be. And that's okay. You can do that. And signs will show up in lots of different ways. They can probably actually show up a lot faster that way, but we don't always feel confident in them. So I said, we'll pick something. So she picked a dragonfly and I, I could feel the, you know, that she was going to get that sign. So I checked in with her later that day. Nope, no sign. Next day. Nope, no sign. Keeps going. No sign. I'm like, I know you were getting the sign. So (laughs) I, get on the phone with her. I'm like, come on. We know the sign's coming. Are you sure? She's like, I'm sure. So, you know, and sometimes I'll do this for, for my peeps. And I, so I bring in my own spiritual power and I'm like, come on, dude, she needs this sign. You need it to like hit her in the face, right? She, whatever you're doing, I'm confident you're giving her that sign, but you need to just hit her in the face. And the next day she texted me and she sent me a voice text and she was laughing because she had opened the garage door and a dragonfly zoomed through the garage and smacked her right between the eyes. So you can get even that specific if you need it to be, if that's what it's going to be for you to believe in the sign you get. What I want you to most understand is that you are getting the signs. You're getting the signs every day, all day, but trusting them is a different level of experience. And really that's your next step. It's not to figure out how to do a better job of asking for signs. It's to actually allow yourself to receive them. So again, if that guide will help you, you can go to pattylynn.com forward slash signs to download my 10 ways to get signs. And just know if you were looking for a sign today, it's especially if it was from a loved one, I bet you they brought you to this podcast just so you would hear this, just so you would have the information that you need to receive the signs they're already sending you. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, and I hope you have a week filled with loving signs. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people, and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.